besides water. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. He makes, he makes us, us lie, lie down beside the still water. He restores our soul. And he leads us Amen. in paths of righteousness. Thank you, Heavenly Father God, that we're here being restored in our souls. We're here in the uh, beautiful streams of living water. We bless these waters with this koi fish uh, over here at Rampart. Um, What's the name of the hotel? Rampart, J.W. Marriott. The Marriott Hotel in Las Vegas. What a scene, what a dream. We're doing our, and today is the readings, the July 26th, I believe. Actually, it's August 12th, but we're behind. In Jesus' name, Lord, bless our readings today. Amen. Okay, you're up. Okay, Second Chronicles 17, 1 to 18:34, please. Amen. And it says that uh, then Jehoshaphat, Asa's son, became the next king. He strengthened Judah to stand against any attack from Israel. He stationed troops in all the fortified towns of Judah, and he assigned additional garrisons to the land of Judah, and to the towns of Ephraim that his father Asa had captured. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the example of his father's early years and did not worship the images of Baal. He sought his father's God and obeyed his commands instead of following the evil practices of the kingdom of Israel. So, the Lord established Jehoshaphat's control over the kingdom of Judah. All the people of Judah brought gifts to Jehoshaphat, so he became very wealthy and highly esteemed. He was deeply committed to the ways of the Lord. He removed the pagan shrines and the Asherah poles from Judah. In the third year of his reign, Jehoshaphat sent his officials to teach in all the towns of Judah. These officials included Ben-Hale, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nathaniel, and Micaiah. Micaiah. He sent Levites along with them, including Shemaiah, Nathaniah, Nathaniah, Zebediah, Ashahel, Shemarath, Jehonathan, Adonijah, Tobijah, and Tobadonijah. He also sent out the priests Elishama and Jehoram. They took copies of the book of the law of the Lord and traveled around through all the towns of teaching the people, towns of Judah teaching the people. Then the fear of the Lord fell all over the surrounding kingdom so that none of them wanted to declare war on Jehoshaphat. Wow, Lord, good job. Some of the Philistines brought his, him gifts and silver as tribute. And the Arabs brought 7,700 rams and 7,700 male goats. So Jehoshaphat became more and more powerful and built fortresses and storage cities throughout Judah. He stored numerous supplies in Judah's towns and stationed an army of seasoned troops at Jerusalem. His army was enrolled according to ancestral clans. 
From Judah there were 300,000 troops organized in units of 1,000 under the command of Ad Adna. Next in command was Jehohanan, who commanded 280,000 troops. Next was Amishaya, son of Zikri, who volunteered for the Lord's service, with 200,000 troops under his command. From Benjamin there were 200,000 troops equipped with bows and shields. They were under the command of Eliada, a veteran soldier. Next to command was Jehozabad, who commanded 180,000 armed men. These were the troops stationed in Jerusalem to serve the king besides those Jehoshaphat stationed in the fortified towns throughout Judah. Jehoshaphat enjoyed great riches and high esteem and made an alliance with Ahab of Israel by having his son marry Ahab's daughter. A few years later he went to Samaria to visit Ahab, who prepared a great banquet for him and his officials. They butchered great numbers of sheep, goats, and cattle for the feast. Then Ahab enticed Jehoshaphat to join forces with him to recover Ramoth-Gilead. Will you go with me to Ramoth-Gilead, King Ahab of Israel, asked King Jehoshaphat of Judah. Jehoshaphat replied, Why, of course, you, are, you and I are as one, and my, troops and, your troops, and my troops are your troops. We will certainly join you in battle. Then Jehoshaphat added, but first let's find out what the Lord says. Amen. Amen, Lord. That's good right there. So the king of Israel summoned the prophets, 400 of them, asked them, should we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or should we hold back? They all replied, yes, go right ahead. God will give the king the victory. But Jehoshaphat asked, is there not also a prophet of the Lord here? We should ask him the same question. The king of Israel replied Jehoshaphat, There is one more man who could consult the Lord for us, but I hate him. <laughs> he never prophesies anything but trouble for me. His name is Micaiah, son of Imlah. Jehoshaphat replied, That's not the way a king should talk. Let's hear what he has to say. So the king of Israel called on one of his officials and said, Quick, bring Micaiah, son of Imlah. King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah, dressed in their royal robes, were sitting on thrones at the threshing floor near the gate of Samaria. All of Ahab's prophets were prophesying there in front of them. One of them, Zechadiah, son of Kenanah, made some horn, iron horns and proclaimed, This is what the Lord says, With these horns you will gore the Arameans to death. All the other prophets agreed. Yes, they said, Go up to Ramoth-Gilead and be victorious, for the Lord will give the king victory. Meanwhile, the messenger who went to get Micaiah said to him, Look at all the prophets are promising victory for the king. Be sure that you agree with them and promise success. But Micaiah replied, As surely as the Lord lives, I will say only what my God says. When Micaiah arrived before the king, Ahab asked him, Micaiah, should we go to war against Ramoth-Gilead or should we hold back? Micaiah replied sarcastically, Yes, go up and be victorious, for you will have victory over them. Mm -hmm. Sarcastically. Okay, but the king replied sharply, How many times must I demand that you speak only the truth to me when you speak from the Lord? Then Micaiah 
told him, In a vision I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, Their master has been killed. Send them home in peace. Didn't I tell you, the king of Israel exclaimed to Jehoshaphat, he never prophesied anything but trouble for me. Then Micaiah continued, listen to what the Lord says. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the armies of heaven around him on his right side and on his left. And the Lord said, who can entice King Ahab of Israel to go into battle against Ramoth Gilead so he can be killed? Whoa. There were many suggestions, and finally a spirit approached the Lord and said, I can do it. How will you do this, the Lord asked. And the spirit replied, I will go out and inspire all of Ahab's prophets to speak lies. You will succeed, said the Lord. Go ahead and do it. So you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouths of your prophets, for the Lord has pronounced your doom. Then Zechariah, Zedekiah, son of Kenanah, walked up to uh, Micaiah and slapped him across the face. Since, you, since when did the Spirit of the Lord leave me to speak to you, he demanded. And Micaiah replied, you will find out soon enough when you're trying to hide in some secret room. Arrest him, the king of Israel ordered. Take him back to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to my son Joash. Give them this order from the king. Put this man in prison and feed him nothing but bread and water until I return safely from battle. But Micaiah replied, If you return safely, it will mean that the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he added to those standing around, Everyone mark my words. Wow. Mark my words. So King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah led their armies against Ramath Gilead. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, as we go into battle, I will disguise myself so no one will recognize me, but you will wear your royal robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself, and they went into battle. Meanwhile, the king of Aram had issued these orders to his char charioteer commanders. Attack only the king of Israel. Don't bother with anyone else. So when the Armenian chari chariot commanded, commanders saw Jehoshaphat in his royal robes, they went after him. There's a king of Israel, they shouted, but Jehoshaphat called out, and the Lord saved him. God helped him by turning the attackers away from him. As soon as the charioteer commanders realized he was not the king of Israel, they stopped chasing him. An Armenian soldier, however, randomly shot an arrow at the Israelite troops and hit the king of Israel between the joints of his armor. Turn the horses and get me out of here, Ahab groaned to the driver of the chariot. I'm badly wounded. But the battle raged all that day, and the king of Israel propped himself up in his chariot facing the Armenians in the evening. Just as the sun was setting, he died. Ooh. Amazing battle. Mm -hmm. um, real quick, like, uh, first of all, you know, the Lord tells us real simple things to do. Yeah. Stay away from evil. Right. Um, you know, real, and then the, the spirit of reason comes in. Trying to reason you, oh, well, it's mm. not that bad, mm -hmm. you know. Right. You know, we saw an example yesterday of uh, the kids wanted to see uh, a movie called Ghostbusters, and I and I took them because they're six and eight. I took them to go see Dory instead. 
Yeah. And which was very pleasant, musical, a lot of colors, and right. about family. Mm. And yeah. it was it was it's serene great. and was pleasant. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to make sure that, the, you know, we're not tricked by the enemy. Mm -hmm. And I prayed. And an amazing thing, I asked God to give me a sign if I should go see this movie. So when the little boy talked to me and he said he really wanted to see it, I kind of I figured, well, that must be a sign, you know. He's really explaining. So I said, okay. But when we got to the show, it wasn't playing. It wasn't playing. It had already played. It didn't play that afternoon, right. and, and we are we didn't go want to go across town. Right. So uh, we decided the Lord had answered. The yes. Lord had spoken direction. And the amazing yeah. thing that He got unruly in the nighttime when it was time to go to bed, take a shower, and so a little bit. And uh, how much more? unruly would have happened if uh, if you put a lot of violence in the imagination of a young child yeah uh, right decision you know God has uh, God does answer prayers his wonders to perform but the amazing thing right here is is the guy said we can hear from they didn't even follow the prophet's suggestions right the prophet predicted from the Lord and they knew in their hearts that the other guys were just, uh, the 400 prophets were just, uh, uh, you know, they were just getting their meals. They're getting their meals, and but the prophet of God was speaking from the Spirit. You know, thank God that God took care of Jehoshaphat, but the other guy was doomed to die anyway. Right. You know, the other interesting thing that happened is, who will entice these prophets to lie? The yeah, Spirit yes, came. Yes. A volunteer came up. It has been said from near-death experiences that we are all volunteers. We have come down and volunteered to encourage others, and we say we can do it. But at the same time, we have we we uh, we get we get other we get other spirits that try to tell us that it's not so, and try to convince us. So we're we're doing the deal, the best we can, and God is helping us. Yeah, Amen. It, it just, uh, just like the Old Testament prophets came to, and they did prophesy, um, the king did not like that prophet because he didn't ruffle his, what do you call it, tickle his ears. And the 400 did, and the one he didn't like because he, he spoke what God's spirit was telling him. Amen. So that, that was uh, obvious, but it says clearly that the Lord caused those 400 prophets to lie, lying spirits to come upon them. So, um, and I like the way the prophet said, mark my words. He was that sure of the word of the Lord that he said, mark my words. Um, you know, it's, it's at the beginning of the chapter, it, it talks about Jehoshaphat and that the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the example of his father in his early years. And he did not worship the images of all. He sought his father's God and obeyed his commands instead of following the evil practices of the kingdom of Israel. And it says in the early years. In the early years, yes. In the ending years, right. it was not so. Right. But, in, you know, it was we read on in the story, you know, it said that uh, the uh, all the people of Judah brought gifts, so he became very wealthy and highly esteemed. And he was deeply committed to the ways of the Lord. Amen. You know, that just another, uh, the Word of God confirms this several times in the Word of God, is that when you're deeply committed to the Lord, He takes care of you. He protects you. He, he causes you to prosper. Um, later on in the chapter, we read that he got 
you know, they were confused that he they thought he was the king of Israel and he wasn't. And then it said here that the, he cried out to the Lord. It says, um, they shouted, but Jehoshaphat called out and the Lord saved him. God helped him by turning the attackers away from him. And, uh, and they realized he wasn't the king and they stopped chasing him. So in his early years, like you said, he did what his father did. And he continued to seek the Lord. He was committed to him. And this is the, out this is the outcome of what happens when we do commit to the Lord. He, he, he takes care of you and protects you in those Amen. situations. Amen. Good point. Um, and um, let's see. And I love this part. It says that uh, that they all got together in his third year, all of the Zechariah, Obadiah, Nathaniel, Micaiah, and uh, they sent out priests and they took copies of the book of the law of the Lord and they traveled around the towns of Judah and they were teaching people with the book of the law. They were teaching people, the Levites and stuff. And, and then it says, and this is the, the outcome of teaching your people um, correctly. It says, then the fear of the Lord fell over the surrounding kingdoms, so no one wanted to declare war on Jehoshaphat. Amen. What an awesome thing. No one wants to, you know, imagine our United States being so into the Lord and to his gospel of grace that no nations want to go to, to trouble us. You know, that's, that's kind of like the picture I'm seeing right here is that no one wanted to declare any war against Jehoshaphat. No one hated him. So some of the Philistines brought him gifts and silver as tribute, and the Arabs, Arabs brought 7,700 rams and, and goats. So they had a, more than enough that were being, things, uh, being brought to them. So. And Jehoshaphat became more and more powerful mm -hmm. and built fortresses and oh, stored yeah. cities throughout mm -hmm. Judah. He stored numerous supplies in Judah towns and stay. And then it goes to list all the troops that were mm -hmm. fighting under mm -hmm. him. Yeah. And and, it's, and then they say they have a volunteer over here. Uh, one guy, it doesn't say where he's from, but it's just said he's a volunteer. Uh, 816 said, mm -hmm. next was Amasiah, son of Sikri, who volunteered for the Lord's service with 200,000 troops under his command. Amen. I like, the way, I like the way Jehoshaphat stood up to it. Well, let's hear. Is there anyone else? Is there a prophet of the Lord here that will speak? Be, uh, because he knew that those prophets were... They obviously didn't have um, integrity or something that he said. Well, is there anyone else here that can speak the that, word of the Lord? That brings to a good point. They, they talk about it in today's study. Why don't you go ahead and read that? See if he, Okay. Uh, um, Ahab asked Jehoshaphat to join forces with him in battle. Before making that commitment, Jehoshaphat rightly sought God's advice. However, when God gave his answer through the prophet Micaiah, Jehoshaphat ignored it. Uh-oh. Wow. Jehoshaphat's trolls began when he joined forces with the evil king of Ahab. Almost at once he found himself in target of soldiers who mistakenly identified him as Ahab. He could have accepted this fate because he deserved it, but instead he cried out to God and God saved him. Real love for God is shown by obeying the direction he gives us, not by merely asking for advice. James says the same thing. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves, James 1.22. But even when we disobey and the consequences follow, we may be tempted to throw our hands up and I choose sin. We may think it's my fault and I must accept the consequences. No matter how greatly you've sinned, God desires to show mercy, show you mercy. Repent and turn from your sins. Don't let them destroy you. I don't want you to die, says the Sovereign Lord. Turn back and live. Ezekiel 18, 30-32. Wow, that's a good point. I was wondering why he was partnering with them. 
you know. And you know, he was very, very powerful, and uh, and I, I think get the, the great riches and so forth, and and whatever his hand touched turns to gold. Jehoshaphat enjoyed great riches and high esteem in 18:1, and he made an alliance with Ahab of Israel. Why would he have to? You know, he's just trying to be a good brother or good yeah. something to somebody. Kind of reminds yeah. me of that that homeless guy that we gave a book and about almost five dollars to, and I could have used the money. And, and he lied three times. First he said he was hungry. Then you said, go buy him something at McDonald's. And he says, no, I want Chipotle. Yeah. And then I said, well, let's go. And then he goes, well, I want to go to my rehab, take a bus to the rehab. Mm -hmm. And then he said he hadn't drank in three months, and I kind of snuffed. I kept yeah. giving him the benefit. Of, I right. was fooling myself, thinking right. that, he, that he's going to be a good seat. But I should have gave him a couple of dollars and said, I want you to tell me that the truth, and I'll give you this money. You're yeah. a liar. Yeah. And because he was, I like the way it says right here, he was fooling himself. You know, when you're yeah. fooling yourself, yeah. you're, you're leading yeah. your own self you're, you're, in foolishness. Yeah. Right. What an amazing yeah. statement. Yeah, you know, and I, but I always kind of go back to Pastor Prince and what he said. You know, he said he'd rather be wrong in that area. Uh, amen. <laughs> so, yeah, give him you know, mercy. Give him mercy. He may have, you know, wanted something to eat, you know, and or you the sleeves you planted because you spent a little bit of time with him. This could have changed it the situation am i am i right amen uh, um and going back to here um i just wanted to say that um when we go up and when micah had said that he had a vision i saw all israel scattered on the mountains like sheep without a shepherd here we go it's like you know that's mentioned in the book of isaiah sheep without a shepherd you know there's no no savior you know, 1816. Yeah. yeah. Um, but over, but then it says their master has been killed. Send them home in peace. Yeah. Over here, the the real word is is uh, shepherds is a master. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Master. So you know they don't Finding have a the Lord. The Lord. Yeah. That's our Jesus sign right there. Um. So, <clears throat> anyways. Send them home in peace. That's send them home in peace. Yeah. Send them home in peace. Like what has Jesus done? The chastisement of our peace was upon him, that by his stripes we're healed. So that's what we can expect when we have our master. We're not a sheep without a shepherd anymore. We, The Lord is our shepherd. Hallelujah. Um, so, yeah. Amen. Awesome. Romans 9, 25, 10 to 13. Mm -hmm. Concerning the Gentiles, God says in the prophet Hosea, those who are not my people, I will now call my people. I will love those whom I did not love before. Interesting. Huh? Yeah. And then at that place where they were told, you are not my people. Let's stop right here. Okay. Uh, whom I did not love before. It's like when you said there's mercy available when you want it. Don't turn mm -hmm. your back. And let sin dominate you right. because there's mercy available. Mm -hmm. So let us not turn back because there's love available for us. Amen. Amen. And love is in the form of answers. Love is mm -hmm. in the form of easy life. Love is in the form of peace, the master, accepting Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I just got that. And then Romans 9, 26, then at the place where they were told, you are not my people, they will be called children of the living God. Mm. And concerning Israel, Isaiah the prophet cried out, now talking about the Jewish people, mm -hmm. 
Lo, the people of Israel are as numerous as the sand of the seashore. Only a remnant will be saved. Wow. For so the Lord will carry out his sentence upon the earth quickly and with finality. Wow. And Isaiah said the same thing in another place. If the Lord of heaven's armies had not spared a few of our children, we would have been wiped out like Sodom, destroyed like wow. Gomorrah. Wow. What does this all mean? Even though the Gentiles were not trying to follow God's standards, they were made right with God, and it was by faith that they, this took place. The people of Israel who tried so hard to get right with God by keeping the law never succeeded. Why not? Because they were trying to get right with God by keeping the law instead Whoa, of by beautiful. trusting in Him. Wow. They stumbled over the great rock in their path. God warned them of this in the scripture when he said I am placing a stone in Jerusalem that makes people stumble a rock that makes them fall but anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced amen, amen. thank you Lord dear brothers and sisters the longing of my heart and my prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved I know what enthusiasm you have for God but it, it is misdirected zeal for well, they don't understand God's way or making people right with themselves. Refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. For Christ has already accomplished the purpose for which the law was given. As a result, all who believe in him are made right with God. For Moses writes that the law ways of making a person right with God requires obedience to all of his commands. But faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say it in your heart who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth. And don't say who will go down to the place of the dead to bring Christ back to life again. In fact, faith says, the message is very close at hand. It is in your lips and it is in your heart. And the message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. As the scripture tells, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Amen. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Amen. Will you go ahead and read? Uh, okay. How do human uh, decisions and God's actions chart the course of history? We human beings always want to believe that we're in charge. Ain't that the truth? We think that by... It's not the truth, but it's correct in what it's saying. Um, we think that by our decisions and our actions we can determine what will happen. However, Scripture confronts us with quite a different scenario. Although human decisions and actions are significant, the will of God is vastly more important. In Romans 9, Paul shows the, that God determines the course of salvation. Paul constantly explains the unexpected development of salvation history by appealing to what God has said and done. Human decisions alone cannot explain the situation. <clears throat> and God said, has said that he will show mercy to anyone he chooses, Romans 9.15. While theologians will continue to debate the role of God's actions and the role of human decision in salvation, God's sovereignty stands out clearly. Amen. 
The contemporary world has set God to the side and ignores the divine influence on the course of human affairs. But God's decisions really do direct the world as well as the planned histories of those who trust him. We can confidently affirm that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to their purpose. Amen. Amen. Today's study on Romans 10.3. What did I just read over here? Are there two studies? Uh, Yeah, two different studies. It's a special study today. Okay. Romans 10.3 says... Uh, says, uh, I know refusing to accept God's way, for for they don't understand God's way of making people right with Himself. He's talking about the Jewish people refusing to accept God's way. They cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. This is a really good explanation. with admirable intentions, the Jews established rituals, traditions based on law of Moses. We can easily fall into the same sort of thinking, trying to get right with God by going on our own way, attending church, serving in the community, getting, giving money and worthy things, making all sorts of sacrifices. But Paul words stings, our own way never succeeds. How are you trying to get right with God? Don't create a new set of rules to follow Jesus. Already took, Jesus already took care of that. Human effort, no matter how sincere, can never substitute for the righteousness found in Jesus. God's salvation is not for those who try to earn his favor by being good. It is by those who realize that they can never be good enough and turn to Christ instead. We can be saved only by putting our faith in what Jesus Christ has done. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. Galatians 5.1 Amen. Um, I really enjoy how uh, Paul says what the Holy Spirit is saying. The message is very close at hand. It is in your lips and it is in your heart. It's in the seed of your faith that's produced reasoning. You know, you're through uh, believing. It's a, you believe, therefore you speak. Amen. If you confess with your mouth, Amen. That you, if and believe, if mm-hmm. God raised him from the dead, mm-hmm. you will be saved. Amen. For it is by believing in your heart that you're made right with God. It is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Anyone who calls on Him will never be disgraced. Yeah, and it says that twice. So I think when God repeats Himself, He wants us to make sure we know that anyone, when we trust in the Lord, we're never going to be put to shame. Amen. So that's good. But I did have a question um, back here in number um, five, eight. Uh But faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say in your heart, who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth? And don't say who will go down to the place of the dead to bring Christ back to life. I'm not really sure I understand that. Well, it explains it over here. Uh, we can easily fall into the same sort of thinking, trying to make our own ten, ten steps to God. Oh. Trying to get right with God by going our own way. Sacrificing our own Yeah, self, making, please. don't create a new set of rules to uh-huh. follow Jesus. Or he's already made the plan. And he's already died so, and resurrected. So, yay, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's what that is. Okay. It's, so it's don't, just bringing up you know, the, uh, 
He's bringing up, and, and we Catholics do that. I've done mm -hmm. it. I burn candles. I tattoo myself with God's word and everything. I, I'm sacrificing myself, walking on my knees, so I can, well, I can repent of my, my sins and have a better life. Got it. Now I'm. I got it. Thank you. Okay. And we good. deal with that with people all the time. Yeah. Rosa used to be locked yeah. into that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and finish the song. Okay. Please. Psalm 21 to 9 says, "In times of trouble, oh, I like Psalms 20. In times of trouble, may the Lord answer your cry. Oh." Think of someone who needs the encouragement of God's strength and grace. Pray for them today. Who's that? That's, That's Jessica, Jessica, Velma. Anthony's doing really good. Anthony's doing amazing. Velma. Uh, Velma. Velma, we have to pray for even even Carlos uh, um, and the 20 people that need grace. And Devin. And uh, David. Devin and David and, and yeah. them. You know, I pray that the, the boys go to Christian yes. military school. Uh -huh. They need... They need uh, you know, and if they don't get it. Yes, I, I pray that Jessica will begin to open her eyes in the grace of God and what and, and that she begin to call on God to, to direct her steps and to guide her. I pray and that uh, that the Devin will, will cry out for Christian school and military yeah. and, and discipline in yeah. his own soul. That's love. And, and we pray for Velma and Bridget who lost uh, loved ones recently. We pray that the Lord would just surround them with His blanket of love and, and warmth and peace. And, and I pray for Yolanda to, yeah. to, 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 to be held by Jesus' love in her arms. Amen. And she don't have to do it her way. Right? Amen. And she'll enjoy the presence of God yes. more and more. And, and Darlene will start praising Amen. the Lord and thanking God. Yes, and I pray for Angelica, Joe's daughter, my niece, that she would begin to... Um, the Lord would begin to open the doors of her to to show her talents and, and, and just begin to walk in her destiny, destiny that she would begin to know the Father's love and not be timid in life and that she would begin to be prosperous because the Lord is, is guiding her and she's seeking the Lord with all her heart so she can find him. Same thing for Joey. I pray for Joey and Andrea as well, Lord. I pray for his anointing and sanctification on Anthony and, and my son Fernando, yes. Lord God, that they will be peaceful and earning Martinez, Lord, the sanctification Amen. and the peace falls into his heart, Lord God, as Satan is defeated by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. We declare these people whole and Amen. free, and we pray for all the people that have lost family members, Lord God, Amen. in death. And Lord, we, we Lord, we ask you a sanctification anointing on the body of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. the, the the parade of the army of the Lord, God, all over this world, that be sanctified and anointed with the oil of gladness, Lord, this day today in Jesus' name. And we pray for Christine and Sean and Richard, Lord. We just uh, thank you for sustaining Christine in these difficult times, Lord, and showing her how powerful you are to save her situation, Lord. We pray a hedge of protection around Sean that the enemy will not penetrate into his destiny, Lord, that he's going to have a successful uh, career, Lord. He's aspiring big dreams, Lord. We just pray that you would help him to get there, Lord. And, and Father, we just pray recovery over Richard, his sobriety over Richard. Uh, Father, we pray that he would come to the end of himself and realize he needs you, Lord. And we thank you for surrounding him with people that will keep um, bringing the gospel of grace into his presence, Lord, that he will see that there is a God, Lord, and that he can rely Lord, on him. Amen. And those who, who trust in the Lord will never be put to shame, as the word says, Lord. I just pray that you strengthen Christine and can just pour out a blessing she can't contain, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that, that the doors of, of prosperity are going to be um, 
just open for her to walk into, Lord. You're the one who gives power to give wealth, Father, that she would be able to sow into your kingdom, Lord, and not struggle, Lord. You called It's written that you called her to an abundant life in every area, Lord, of her life. So we just pray, pray favor over her, Father, protection in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for Oscar. We're going to meet yes. Oscar in Blanca Sierra, Lord God. I pray for a sanctification and anointing upon their life, Lord, that it will be peaceful. Amen. And, Lord, and, and love. And, Lord, treasures will follow them, Lord. Yes. We thank you for blessing them with these things. Yes. And we ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Amen. And, and we pray for my mother and my father, Bonifacio and Juanita, that they would continue to grow like palm trees, Lord, that they would be planted by rivers of water, Lord, and their trees are not going to wither, Lord, and everything they're going to do is going to be prosperous for the kingdom, God. I just pray that right now, that peace, peace unto the mountain of strife, peace, peace over stress, just peace, peace unto them over, over their marriage, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, my brother Jesse, Lord, I just pray for... For Jesse, Lord, as these problems are continuing to pop up uh, over Jessica, Lord, we just pray that we say grace, grace unto Jessica, grace, grace unto Jessica and the baby, and we say grace, grace unto Carlos, and we say grace, grace unto Jesse, Lord, and Father, just uh, let him know you're there. Surround him with your presence and your strength, Lord, your, your divine strength over his situation, and increase his faith as he's, as he's seeking you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Amen. and my favorite psalm is that in, in, in times of trouble, may the Lord answer your cry. May the Lord, the God of Jacob, keep you safe from all harm. Hallelujah. May he send you help from his sanctuary and strengthen you from Jerusalem. May he remember all your gifts and look favorably on your burnt offerings. May he grant you your heart's desires and make your, all your plans succeed. Hallelujah. May we shout for joy when we hear your victory Hallelujah. and raise a victory banner in Thank the name of our God. May the Lord answer all your prayers. Amen. Now I know that the Lord rescues his anointed king. He will answer him from his holy heaven and rescue him by his great power. Some nations boast of their chariots and horses, but we boast in the name of the Lord our God. Those nations will fall down and collapse, but we will rise up and stand firm. Give victory to your king, O Lord. Answer our cry for help, Lord, for all those that we've lifted up today, Lord. Answer our, our petitions, for even for glorious sobriety, Lord. We just pray, Father, for good health over Jay, Lord, and Brandy, Lord, and uh, that they would serve you, Lord, and seek you and find you, Lord. And, and we just thank you for your angels surrounding all our family members, Lord keeping them, protecting them from evil, Lord, from every contagion and disease, Lord, Father, from accidents, and, and, and Father, from from any any evil that's on the freeways, Lord. We just thank you for protecting them and sending the angels in our family members, every single one of them, Lord. You know their names, in Jesus' name. Those nations will fall down and collapse, but we will rise up and stand firm. Give victory to our King, O Lord. Answer our cry for help. Hallelujah. Proverbs 20, verse 2 to 3 says, The king's fury is like a lion's roar. To rouse his anger is to risk your life. Avoid a fight is a mark of honor. Only fools insist on quarreling. Amen. That's Avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. Only fools insist on quarreling. And that's beautiful because you're not being led by your foolishness. Yes. 
And when you get insulted, if you ignore it, it turns into honor. Amen. That is one of God's mysteries. Amen.